0: In the words of a king,
1: there is power, and as we behold him with unveiled faces, we are transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry
0: of Dr. K. Duchesson, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is teared up in you to become all that God has called you to be. briefly this morning i just want to share something which the lord has placed on my heart for this season we are in a takeover season somebody say takeover season come on tell at least three people around you takeover season takeover season takeover season Uh, uh, and the picture the lord gave me is this he said the first seven days of your 21 day of fasting he said dedicated to the foundation of takeover and somebody said what is the foundation of takeover is the grace of god you know there's a way you can hear take over and you start feeling your muscles you start feeling your mind and the lord say he said the takeover that is going to happen is going to come from your spirit and if it's going to come from your spirit it has to be by the grace of god somebody say the grace of god oh come on i can't hear you said the grace of god Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, he says, Who oh, are that mountain before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt be made plain, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. And in verse 7, he talks about the shout of grace that removes mountains. There is a shout of grace that moves things you cannot move. And the Lord is saying, if you are going to be moved into the fullness of what I've destined for you in this season, it's going to be via the grace of God. Somebody said, what is the grace of God? The grace of God speaks of something you don't deserve. It speaks of something you don't merit. It speaks of something you don't qualify for. In fact, grace is designed to qualify the unqualified. That's why grace normally, you know, targets the people that are relegated. Grace loves to work with people that are disadvantaged. Grace loves to work with people without pedigree or degree. People without status or experience people without the relevant education people that when you see the
1: manifestation of God's expression in their life you can only but point to God because there's no way by themselves they could have achieved it. Grace loves to work with folks like David who are the youngest in their family that their own father would not even
0: consider them for the anointing service. Can you imagine the most anointed prophet in town is coming to your house and your father would not even think about you being around because as far as the father, as far as as far as he's concerned. It could not be him. Grace loves to work with with people that will make lists naturally. Is it Esther you want to talk about? Esther that grew up without her parents who was raised by Mordecai, a cousin, and yet Grace... Oh, I feel something this morning. And yet Grace speaks and say you are the next queen. I say somebody is the next queen, is the next CEO, is the next CFO, is the next CTO. I said Grace is about to point to you and say you are next. Can you point to yourself and say I am there. Yes. And why does God do that? Because it's an opportunity for God to show himself. You know, he doesn't like sharing his glory with people. He doesn't want to do something for you and say, you know, God did 99% and I did 1%. And that's why we call it a finished work of redemption. He finished it. I know some of you think you're still assisting Jesus. If not for me, Jesus will not be able to do it. Really? Really? You are that good? You are that cute? Grace is designed to work with the rejected, the abandoned, the relegated, the people without pedigree, the people without degree, the people without experience, the clueless. Anybody feels like he's on that list? If you're on that list, can you wave your hands? I know some of you are very, very intelligent. You went to the best school. If you're on that list, can you wave your hands? I mean, you know, grace lost a situation whereby you find yourself in a position and you're asking, how did I get here? You are literally uncomfortable because nobody around you has been there before. In fact, you're you're thinking about who to talk to, who can guide you. You can't even think of anybody because you're a record breaker. Hey, you didn't hear me. I said you're a record breaker. I'm going to feel your feet this morning. I said you're a record breaker. You know, grace loves to work with people that they must ask God for help to under, under, undergo the, the, the assignment because they know they don't have what it takes. Now, I'll turn to your neighbor say, Neighbor, in the, natura, in the natural, I know. I know. Tell him or I, I, I know. I don't have what it takes. Don't be deceived by my cuteness. Don't be deceived by my nice suit. Don't be deceived by my nice dress. Come on, come on. Can you confess? Confess to your neighbor. I don't have what it takes. Uh, I know I just made my hair. It's looking shiny. But, but I know it. I don't have what it takes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've shared the, I have shared it in Lagos two weeks ago. You know, when we inaugurated this ministry 25 years ago. I mean, Pastor Lang was my assistant then in Lagos. I turned to him after the first service, December 31st, 1997 at every Club, uh, Allen Avenue. I said, what do we do next? I'm confessing to you. Everybody just gathered around to celebrate the inauguration of the ministry. And I finished the first service and I turned to my assistant and said, what do we do next? Because I have no manual to follow. The only thing I had was a voice from God. The only thing that brought me to that place, 1997, December 31st, in Ivory Head Club, was because I had God, June, January 6th, at Wright-Aid Pharmacy in Owerri, and said, go to Lagos and raise me a people, a city I've never lived before. So you can understand why I will turn to somebody, my sister, in fact, the boy should I be scared? By the way, my assistant then was still a college student. So he was shuttling between school. I said, what do we do next? He gave me some encouragement. He said, we do it, we do it. And we've been doing it for the last 25 years. And it has taken us to four continents.
1: I need somebody to jump up and celebrate grace. I said, celebrate grace. It has taken us. And brought
0: us before kings, opens the doors of nations, change families, change lives, and your testimonies that that grace is real. And I've come to prophesy this morning that that same grace you have seen at work all these years is about to go to another dimension because God is about to raise some Esther. He's about to raise some David. David that they thought was too young to go to war. And yet grace sat on him to win the war they disqualified him they said you are too young in fact you are far from the list you are number eight only first three qualifies so can you imagine how many people they have to get to before they get to david eventually number four number five number six number seven in fact the only assignment they thought was appropriate for him was to deliver supplies you know the kind of assignment you give to the last born. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Sit down, sit down. Sit down. I mean, if you're a lastborn, you understand. Any, any last born in the house? And then, I mean, they throw you all over the place. Go and do this. Go and do dishes. Can you imagine? Uh, any one? can you wave your hands? You, I mean, you know, you, I mean, there's an anointing for the lastborn. born. Ah! <laughs> look at even the way the father said it. When Samuel said, is there not yet another son? And he says, there remain it the youngest. And Grace says, "Is that youngest I'm interested in. I'm speaking prophetically of somebody. Oh, there's a boy running around with a sheep. Okay, what's his name by the way? Oh, David. Samuel had to say, you better call him. Because it seems we're going nowhere until it comes. God told me. He said, until you show up, nothing will happen. I don't know who I'm speaking to prophetically. That spot will not be
1: filled in your office because you, Makataya, they are looking for everybody everywhere. But the Lord told me, nobody, nobody will be able to fill it. They are not looking in your direction. But God told me, grace is about to pick you in this season. Grace is is about to appoint you in this season. God told me what you cannot do by yourself, what you cannot do by your power, what you cannot do by your education, what you cannot do by your intelligence. I see the grace of God coming into manifestation and doing it for you. Somebody grace is speaking.
0: And there's something about grace. Grace sets up the perfect scenario. So they told David go deliver supplies why is it that it was so when he got to the battlefront that Goliath was displaying himself for 40 days Goliath has been embarrassing now listen listen God told me I was speaking prophetically they, they are looking for who will take that office but you are there but nobody is looking in your direction but don't say the Lord he said they'll be embarrassed until you are noticed And in some of us, you get discouraged just because you are you are ignored. It's okay. It's going to make the story sweeter. You know, if they have picked David as part of the army originally, that story would not have been that sweet what made the story much sweeter was the fact that they didn't even consider him because they felt he was too young. Turn to your neighbor say, neighbor, watch out for me. Watch out for me. Oh, I feel something in my bosom tonight. Watch out for me. Watch out for me. Watch out for me. Just because you are not on the list does not mean you are rejected. It means grace is walking behind the scene. The, the problem is a lot of us were too fixed on time, but there is a God that works from eternity who determines the end from the beginning and irrespective of what is going on in time God is not moved he said why do the hidden rage and the people imagine the vain thing he said the kings of the earth set themselves against the Lord and his anointed say let us cast their courts and break their bars for he that sits God is God told me to tell you say I'm still sitting mm, it looked like you are ignored <laughs> hey, they move past you but God says I have it all planned. I have it all planned. Who am I talking
1: to this? I didn't plan to preach this. But apparently there's somebody that needs to hear this. God says you have it. I have it all planned. Don't get discouraged because of time. Because your destiny was established in eternity. What was established in eternity cannot be dismissed by time. Time is too small to dismiss you. Oh, you
0: are established from eternity. And God is saying time is not enough to dismiss place you but God from eternity knows how to work things out in time. No wonder the scripture says in his time, he makes all things beautiful. Oh, somebody is so much in a hurry. But God says, why not wait for my time? Why not wait for my time? Why not Jesus was so conscious of time that when Mary told him, it's time to perform miracle," He said, mother, my time has not come. Oh, maybe the reason why nothing has happened until now is because your time has
1: not come. But this prophet came to announce to you very soon something is about to appear something is about to manifest something is about to blow out because God is about to announce somebody by grace. somebody shout I'm there! Yeah.
0: can you imagine for 30 years the savior looked ordinary he was just like any other child growing up in a normal household even in the process his father died Joseph was not around by the time Jesus started ministry do you know that he had passed He has passed. He was a carpenter and yet he was a savior. I don't know who I'm talking to. God has been hiding you as a carpenter in some ordinary family. But you are the savior of your world. Get on your feet. I feel something. How many of you feel it in my bone? Mm. Can you imagine Jesus getting frustrated at 29? When is this prophecy going to be fulfilled? Unto us a child was born. And this child has been around for twenty-nine years. Miracle. In this time, he makes all things beautiful. Oh, I feel a takeover grace coming. Mark so tired, yeah, When you walked into that river to be baptized by John, he felt like it was just like any other baptizing. But the heaven opened. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. God says, "Don't give up on me." Don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. It's a season of takeover grace. Lift up your children and shout, take, take over grace. Come on, scream one more time. Say, take over, take over grace. Take over grace. You know, I share a testimony for those people that were around on Friday. I will need, I will need you again. We're going to sing that song again. I share the testimony of a lady. That's one of the most, most mind-blowing testimony. the sister came to my meeting a couple of years ago and said, I said, I said, feel God wants to give babies to somebody's relative or you know, good friend there. And the sister came. He said, That should be me. My sister has been married for over 20 years without a child. And I prayed for I prayed for her. I didn't even have an idea of how the miracle was going to happen. You want to hear what happened? Hey, about two months ago, I got a call from the sister. He said, Pastor, something has just happened. He said, what happened? My sister has a child. When did she get pregnant? He said, leave that side. She has a child. Your sister was not pregnant last year. And she has a child this year. What happened? Apparently, years ago, they went to fertility clinic. And, you know, they took their sperm and their egg and you know it was a shady clinic so behind them they were taking eggs and taking spams and putting it together and making babies and selling babies true life story so something happened recently one of the nurses that was part of the establishment felt like they didn't treat her well
1: so she went into the
0: fowls and she took this one file and saw the name of this woman, whose eggs were taken, and whose spams, whose husband's spams were taken years ago. And they got a surrogate mother, put the egg and the sperm inside the surrogate mother, and the baby. I was going to say was arched, giving birth to, <laughs> because he felt like arched three years ago. Waiting for who, we buy the baby. But the deals fell through over and over, so they just put the baby somewhere. Kept on feeding and taking care of the baby, hoping one day they will have the right buyer, who can put the right money down to sell this baby. True life story. So this grover style says, told the woman on the phone, say you have a child. Okay. He so said, I know what I'm talking about. I have your file right in front of me. Didn't you pull down your eggs and your husband's palms if a couple of years ago? He said, yes. So he said, your patient has been doing something shady. And you're one of the people that use their stuff. So what are you talking about? Anyway, if you're interested, I can arrange it. So this year, they gave the couple a three-year-old boy. they knew nothing about so now the boy is facetiming with cousins in england in canada say i'm your cousin just want to know you true life story if anybody had told that woman january 1st 2022 before the end of this year you will have a three year old boy What will you have come? This prophet is come. Don't give up on God,
1: because He won't give up on you. He's able.
0: Lift up your hands and shout. Take over, Take over grace. I can't hear you. Share it. Take over grace. Let me define that grace to you. Before I pray for you. Have you been blessed this morning? Is God not interesting? I have a whole sermon prepared. And I've not touched it. But guess what? I will send it. I'll put it on Instagram. At least for the sake of my efforts. And I'm going to do something. What I'm supposed to teach today. If God permits. Tomorrow. Tuesday. And Wednesday. I'm going to be teaching it. Do you like it? On Zoom, don't you never say we are fasting. Per adventure, you are forgotten. Be, be reminded if you didn't start with us, you can still join us. Your unfaithfulness in the past few days does not disqualify you from the rest of the exercise. Can you project the image, the image of the fast, the Zoom session? We do Zoom session. What time every day? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. on Zoom. Let me give you a definition. It's, I prepared this message. I went to the basement. Told my wife I'm busy yesterday. And God will not allow me to preach it today. But what I've preached, did it bless you? I'm not a line from... So just to make myself feel good. Let me give you a definition of takeover grace. It is the supply of the Spirit. Ah, this is deep. That enables and empowers an unqualified individual to move into a position of authority that is beyond his natural pedigree and status. Deep. So, if they ask you, What did you learn in church today? At least you can summarize this in this. And by the way, everything I've said today is that don't you never say, Get ready. Come on, turn to your neighbor like a preacher. Say, get ready for the supply of God's Spirit to enable and empower you. Although not qualified, you are moving into a position of authority
1: that is beyond your natural pedigree and status. Come on, lift up your right hand and give God a shout. You didn't obey the preacher. I said, "Lift up your right leg and give God a shout."
0: That's a takeover move. Takeover move. Let's do it. That, that's a prophet. Everybody, get on your feet. Unless you are eight, eight months pregnant, get on your feet. Even if you're eight months pregnant, it will help the process of delivery. Stand up. Now I want you to do your move like this. Ah, you are not fit. This week, I'm bringing a, a physical trainer to my Zoom meeting. Really, really lift up. Let's do it for five seconds.
1: Somebody shall
0: take over! I saw something in the realm of the Spirit. Hold somebody's hand. Just some one person. Because God told me, say, this takeover is going to be a collaboration. All the, the days of solo move, those days are Over. God told me, say, I'm going to be putting people in your space that will supply grace into your life and whatever you need to take over in this season will
1: be present. Hold somebody's hand and lift up your legs to get, say, we are taking over. Hey, I feel something. I feel something. I say I feel something. Not by power, not by mind, but by my spirit. Hey! now hold him hold our tight say we are taking over the grace is available and we are responsible we are committed to the grace of God we will give glory to God and we will take over say we will take over we will take over. We will take over. Irrespective of your history. Irrespective of your experience.
0: It's not respectful for your. Lord told me, He said, your past failures will not matter. If you ask Moses, Moses will tell you. Before I went back to Egypt, I said, let my people go. I was a runner. 40 years before then, I ran away from my life. But the same place where I ran away from my life. God had me by this and sent me back there. You know, when he got into trouble in Egypt, one of the reasons why he got into trouble was because he felt qualified. You know, he was raised in the palace. He had the best education. And if, if there was anyone who could help his people, it should be him. So he tried to help and ended up killing So it took 40 years to break him down. After 40 years, he had been humbled. So this time around, when God showed up, Moses, you would do it. he I can't do it. The same Moses that was so much in a hurry to do it, 40 years ago, now God is trying to convince him. And he's giving God honorable honorable excuses. I'm a stammerer. I don't know how to talk. Do you know there are times that grace waits for you? To come to that place when your knees and your when your knees are on your what on the floor and you say, Lord, I bow my knees, I can't do it. And God says, Now I can help you. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice that in this season of takeover grace, as you acknowledge God, who is your source, who is your strength, who brings the supply of the spirit. What you fail to do in time past in your natural strength, by the energy of the spirit, you will deliver with ease. Somebody shall take over. Tell three people around you, take over, 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 take over. I said take
1: over. I said take over. I said take over. her. I said take over. her. I said take over. I came this morning with a take over mandate. A generation ready to take over. Nobody mind. Nobody but nobody. Not by power, but by my spirit. Take over.
0: Watch out for me. I said, Watch out for me. Are you excited to take over? Listen, before I close this morning, if there's any, you know, I said something on Friday. I said, Gratitude is the spirit of what? Grace. So in a takeover season, you remain grateful because. The more you are grateful, the more grace flows. Then let me add one more thing. In a takeover season, you open your hands. Should I say it again? In a takeover season, what do you do? The Bible says there is e that we told, more that is necessary. And it tends to what? Poverty. Poverty does not necessarily mean lack of money in your accounts. The primary p- poverty is lack of grace in your accounts. You know, there are people we are celebrating that are rich today, but they are broke because they are low on grace. Because there are going to be things in your life that even with money, you can't see it on. But grace does not just bring money, it brings everything first Peter chapter 5 verse 10 talks about the God of all grace second Peter chapter 9 verse 8 talks about all the graces of God come into your life second, second I mean, Second Corinthians chapter 9 chapter, chapter 9 from verse 6 we're going to receive the offering take over I'm going to have to take communion take over take over take over don't say to take over can we read it 1 2 3 go Course. Don't you know? Say, in this season, you can afford to sow sparingly. Oh, yeah, things are down in the country. Let me conserve. You can conserve everything, but don't conserve your giving. Let's go. We're still on it. Media, we're going to do it all the way to verse 10. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Now, let's move to verse 7. Verse 7, continue, folks. Now, I'll turn to your neighbor say, neighbor, God loves just not any kind of giver, but a giver that gives it with cheers. An excited giver. Ooh. Verse 8, read it. Stop, 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 stop. Maybe I'm, I was the only one that saw it. Can you, can you read it again? pause all grace nothing missing nothing broken all grace every aspect of your life taking care of my fear,
1: career fear, relationship fear health affair
0: as i'm speaking right now i declare the manifestation of the manifold grace of god in the different aspects of your life as god makes it abound in your life in this season in the name of jesus now let's read it. let's read it together one two three go So, if you are failing in one aspect or the other aspect, it's because you don't have all grace. But there's a supply of what? All grace. That creates all sufficiency. So, all sufficiency is a product of what? All grace. Causing you to move into a state of abundance. Now, people talk about abundance of real estate, abundance of money. But the highest form of abundance is abundance of every good work. What is the point? Just stop money in your account when that money cannot be used for what it was created for. That money is meant to work. Hmm. Verse 9, please. Verse 10. Wait. It can only multiply the seed sown. Amazingly, there are things that God will bring into your life. They are not bread. They are seed to the sower. How many times have we consumed what we are supposed to to sow? May you not eat what God is supposed to multiply. Oh, let me pray again. I said, May you not eat what God is supposed to multiply, because if it's in your stomach, it can't be multiplied. For it to be multiplied, it must be in the ground. In other words, there are going to be times that God will bring opportunities to you, bring resources to you, bring finances to you, and the same God that brought it to you, we tell you, is a seed. It's a seed, and it's not a scam. I know they, I know they brought a all manner of fools. Tell them I call them fools on social media now, telling people how to spend their money. But this principle abides forever. There are things in your account. That are not bread, they are seeds. And before God can multiply, it must be seed. He does not multiply bread, but rather he multiplies what? Seed. So if you are listening to me this morning or this afternoon and you take break from giving from time to time, based it's based on your mood. What it means is that your harvest will be moody. Because God is looking for something to multiply and he can't find it because you did not feel like giving heaven you know there are things that God will bring into your hand and it's not meant to be spent on you God just chose you to be a channel and a conduit of blessing he has someone else in mind and he picked you he picked your account for the deposit now it's your responsibility to hear God and say okay what you put there is for this and this But if you assume, let me tell you this. One of the reasons why people are cursed is because they spend what they are supposed to give. Should I say it again? One of the reasons why people experience curses in their finances is because they what they spend. And curse does not necessarily mean, oh, all the evil things are breaking out. Whenever you are not maximizing an opportunity of God, it's a curse already. Because you missed the opportunity to prosper because you are so much into yourself, you became moody in giving, you took a break from giving because you didn't feel like all the need, your need became more important to you than God's voice. What God multiplies is the seed sown. This is a relevant principle, even in the New Testament. He wants to multiply your seed soon and increase what? The fruits. Somebody shout, fruits. Look at my direction. Say, fruits. Fruits of righteousness. In that words, he wants to give you more opportunity to bless. To bless. Can you imagine? Can I prophesy? I declare very soon, every January 1st, you will pick three people to give new cars to. I love you. We love that. I say, you're my candidate this year. You're my candidate this year. You're my candidate this year. Now, listen. I hope you are not saying amen to being the candidate. I hope you are saying amen to being the giver. Because the Bible says in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says, it's more blessed to give. Come on. Am I preaching well this? is more blessed to give than to receive. Don't you ever say the blessing is primarily in giving not receiving Mm. what a way to end the year get your giving together for some of you, you owe God all the breaks you have taken (laughs) because you didn't feel like giving or because there was a bill to pay it can only multiply the seed you sow so, anytime you eat your seed, you compromise your future. Because <laughs> God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he that sows nothing, reaps what? He that sows sparingly, reaps what? He that sows bountifully, reaps what? So, when God wants to increase a man, he gives him an opportunity to sow. Because his increase is only on the seed soul. Boy, were you blessed by that little exhortation? We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswood Ministries International. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by Dr. K. Ijishason. E. There you would also find other helpful
1: materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.